Good morning. It is Saturday morning with Matthew Lindsay here and Jerry Feta. We are yes, coming sir. to you the Never Settle Code. So today we are bringing you the 10 codes to live by, the 10 codes that you should be applying to your life. Now, the reason we did this show is Matt and I, we do a lot of stuff together. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Business, personal, like all the, our lives just intersect in a lot of areas. So we started talking about like, what is it that we're doing? How, like, what are we operating? But we're, we're weird individuals. If you look around the marketplace, like there's a very small percentage of people that do the kind of stuff we do. You know, but before, before I got into this, I didn't think it was like that unique. Yeah. I it's thought everyone unique. just operated at these levels and did these things. Mm -hmm. I was wrong. And that's, that's really like, we want to share behind the scenes. Like, what are we operating on that causes us to be the way we are? Yeah. And it's this code. And so we actually like set aside our personal values exactly. on a piece of paper and compared them. And we found out like they intersect. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that just align with each other, the way we operate, the way we do things, um, the routines that we had, you know, and living a life um, that we have done on purpose. You know, it's a purpose driven life because we are applying these things to it. And so think of like a code, all right? So we're going to break down the code today, but think of like a code. A code gives you access. Okay, so this isn't, these aren't like arbitrary like commandments we're going to share. There are 10 of them, but it's not, it's not the 10 commandments. It's a code. And so the reason that these are important is when you do these activities, it gives you access to yeah. another level of life. I love that. The access portion is huge. Huge, huge in this. So, you know, we're going to get started here. The 10 codes to live by. We're going to give you one. We're going to talk about it. Go to the next one. Talk about it. And these are actually going to be released in an ebook. We're also going to be posting them up for you as well. So if you have any questions at all, just drop your comments below. We will get back to you. Um, send us a direct message. However you want to get a hold of us, just reach out. We're so, very accessible. Very. And you find us everywhere. Um, so number one is do everything with the highest ethics and integrity possible. So that one's big. And there's a reason that that's number one. That's yeah. number one for both Matt and I, like at the top of our list on priority. Okay? Yeah. So for me, I want to go ahead and share what ethics means to me because it's like the biggest thing I operate on. And I know that yeah. the integrity piece is big for you as well. Both of these go together. Exactly. Ethics is a personal thing. Mm -hmm. ethics is not me looking at Matt's life and deciding if I like what Matt does. Ethics is me making my own agreements and then sticking to those agreements, doing what I know I should do and not doing no, what I know I shouldn't do. And the reason ethics is important, I used to struggle with waking up on time and I was like, man, what's the secret code to get out of bed on time? Freaking ethics, dude. Yeah. Agree. I'm going to get up at five and then actually do it. That's ethics, which would mean if I don't do it, it's unethical. Exactly. The follow through, the discipline in place to actually do that. And I love the agreeing, mm -hmm. you know, agreeing with that. Because if you don't agree with something, it's never going to happen. And that's why it's not an enforced thing. I can't look at Matt's life and be like, oh, you're unethical. Matt, Matt may not have agreed to the same things I agreed to. Mm -hmm. Can you see the logic there? Now, it's, it's, it's all the agreements. This goes into the integrity thing. Yeah. All the agreements should blow your life up. Exactly. In all areas of your life. You know, they should blow up, but they should also point to one life. So if I have, you know, my spiritual life over here, I have my physical life over here. We got finances, we have business, we have marriage, we have all these things, right? They should be pointing to one life, not I got my work life over here. I got my physical life over here and you kind of segment them out. So integrity is living everything pointing to one life 
tied in with the ethics because when you have the agreements and you have that integrity um, together and combined, you're gonna become unstoppable. So that's number one, ethics and integrity. And that's gonna give you alignment in your life. I believe there are eight areas of your life. If you get them all pushing in the same direction, yeah. that's power. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's the code. Like if that's just number one on the code, right? We haven't hit the other nine. That's yeah. number one. So, and you know, before we move on, you, you mentioned the eight different areas of life um, that's, that are affected, right? There's eight different areas. And so with those, you should always seek, and this kind of goes back to the ethics and integrity, always seek to do um, the most good for the most dynamics every time. So if you get eight areas and you make a decision, what Matt's saying is that decision should positively impact every category of life. Exactly. And this is going to sting a little bit, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. If you're worried about balance, it means you do not have integrity in your life. If you're worried about, exactly. hey, if I do this, my family is going to suffer. If I do this, my faith is going to suffer. It means that you're weak in those areas. You need to have ethics and integrity. Make the agreement, stick with the agreement, and make sure that the agreement points inward yep. and creates that power. Exactly. And like you said, it should all be in agreements with each other. It should be working all together. And when you do that, life, life just blows up. Yeah. It's amazing. So let's hit number two. Number two. Number two. Code number two is going to be production is the only measurement. So what does production mean? For me, production means to bring forth into existence. Yeah. What am I bringing to the table? Okay. And this is very different culturally. Um, the reason Matt and I get along is Matt produces for me and I produce for Matt. Mm -hmm. It's not a relationship where I'm like, oh, I need Matt's time. Like, yeah. let's, let's be in relationship together. It's not a bromance. It's Matt produces and I produce. Therefore, we're valuable to each other. I mean, we can go weeks, months without seeing each other and still be cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know? um, we share business. We share production. We do that in multiple areas of life, like we mentioned in the first code. Um, production is not just a lot of people thinking, oh, business, you guys are in business. Production is sales. Production is money, is profits, right? But there's production in all areas of life. You can have, you can produce um, in every single area, right? Whether that's a weight goal that you're trying to hit physically, whether that's the food, whether that's, you know, um, your faith-based goals that you have. Um, business is huge. That's the main topic that we hit on. So obviously we're going to talk about that, but it is in every area. So production matters, and this again is an internal thing, and we're going to talk about later how it is an external thing, and this is part of where our code is different than I think society today. Yep. I'm looking at your stats. I'm looking at what's the byproduct of your life. Now, I don't want to skip ahead, Yeah. because that's like number, what is that, number seven or number eight? Yeah. We're going to jump to that. What's our third one, Matt? Yeah, so our third one is going to be controlling your environment, control. which is control. control. So you don't want to... You know, we want control. We don't want to manage, right? Like I want 100% control of my environment. You know, I don't want there to be negative things in my environment. I don't want there to be things outside of my control that's just going on and it happens to me. I want to be the, the controller of that environment. And once you have control of that environment, these other codes start falling in line and you can actually implement them. Now, with the control your environment, I really want to drive this home. This is not a title or a phrase. It is an action and a command. Matt is telling you, control your environment. Mm -hmm. If you don't like that, get rid of it. 
You want this in there? Put it in. You don't like that person there? Pull them out. Like that's controlling your environment. And we are talking with relationships, mm -hmm. you know, how, how we have this dynamic relationship, you know, and you can have that too. It's identifying the people in your life. And it's not always people, it could be, you know, business relationships, it could be um, other things in your life that you've identified as this is, does not produce in my life. Um, so I need to remove that. And that is part of controlling. So control the environment. Number four, take 100% responsibility of everything. Exactly. Everything, dude. 100%. Yeah, 100% responsibility. For me, 100% responsibility means that everything in life is cause and effect. Yeah. Responsibility means I'm going to be cause, exactly. not the effect. Even if I'm not the, the cause, even if I am the effect, I'm still going to pretend I'm the cause. Yeah, and take responsibility for that, you know? So, you know, I like the analogy, you know, you don't, you want to be the cause of the car accident. You want to be the victim of a car accident. Once you become like, oh, this happened to me, you play that victim mindset. And that is never a winning mindset. You're never going to be able to control anything with that mindset. So it's ownership. If you don't own it, you can't control it. So you're looking at how can I own everything? If I got in a car wreck, if I own the car wreck, that's my car wreck. Now I can come up with a solution. Exactly. And this is all solution based. And so if you like, like Jerry is saying, if you own that, you can change that. And if you can change that, you can produce. Okay. So that's number four. What's our fifth one, Matt? So number five is going to be being a professional. And this is in all areas of your life, much like every other code here. So being a professional, what do professionals do, Jerry? Like sports teams, what do they do when they, um, you know, how many games do they play versus how many practices? So they practice more than they play. They practice more than they play and so should you. Whether that is sales, whether that's marketing, whether that's a receptionist at an office, you're a cook, whatever profession you're in, there is some type of training, there's some type of practice, there's some type of knowledge you don't have, um, a craft that you don't have that you should be polishing, that you should be training on. For me, that's sales. It's also business building. So I can go out there and I can practice and train daily. There's different tools for that. It's also how you dress. Yeah. So you should be, you should work to be the best dressed possible for your field. So when you are in, when I'm in real estate, I should be dressed in a manner that displays that I can afford the product that I'm selling. Do mm -hmm. you agree with that, Jay? I agree with that. And I want to point out something. Look at Matt's attire. Look at my attire. So you may be thinking, all right, professional dress. So this is part of the integrity thing. I'm teaching a boot camp today. I'm teaching a boot camp on sales. So I'm wearing whatever it takes. I'm wearing cash flow. I'm wearing 10X. I'm wearing D-Bell. I'm wearing all of this stuff, and it's my attire for the game I'm going to play. Exactly. Okay, so part of being a professional is also being prepared for the environment you're going into so yep. that you can have control of that environment, which flips us back up to that other code. Mm -hmm. See, these things, they run together. Yeah. They're, I mean, they just play all together. Now, the one add-on add that I have on being a professional, the difference between a professional and an amateur, a professional gets paid. Exactly. A professional gets paid. So if you're not getting paid, you're not a professional. You're an amateur. And pay looks different. So like Matt said, this is not just hey, I'm in sales, I'm in business. That's part of it. But let's say, let's say you're in a relationship. Being a professional means that that relationship pays benefits to you. You're getting good results out of it. Being professional with your physical health means that you're getting paid by not being unhealthy, not going to the doctor all the time, not having ailments all the time. 
So that's a big part for me of being professional is can you get the result? Can you bring home the, the, what did, the cheese, the money, whatever the thing is? Which comes back to number two, production, right? You know, production is the only measurement, so that's gonna tell you, hey, are you being a professional? Do you see what we're doing here? They just all, all line, all line. Yeah, dude, so number six, number six. What is number six, Matt? Always over-deliver. Over-deliver. So deliver means that something was asked for or needed, and you brought just that thing. Mm -hmm. If you brought just that thing, what Matt's saying is we're gonna swat that out of there and say, no, you, you should have brought more. Yeah. And that's again an integrity, like I'm doing it. I'm gonna over deliver for my people. What does that mean to you though, Matt? So that means, you know, specifically when I'm dealing with a client or something, you know, they're, they're coming to me for a product or a service, right? Mm -hmm. um, my ethics, tying my ethics and integrity back into this tells me that it would be wrong for me to just give them what they asked for. If the dollar amount for the product that they're giving me is uh, one to one, it doesn't make sense for them to give me that dollar amount. Right. You know, that, that product or service that I'm offering needs to be worth way more than that dollar amount because then that's when the exchange of value takes place. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at that, it is my initiative and it's my, you know, my ethics integrity tells me, hey, I have to over deliver and I need to do that con consistently over time. And by doing that, that's how you build um, yourself. That's how you build your brand. That is how you build a product and service. So always over deliver, professionals over deliver. It's an Every ethics time. thing. It's an integrity thing. Again, this is all linked. Number seven, number seven, choose your allies and commit to them. Now, there's a reason we didn't pick the word friend or family or relationship. We chose allies. Okay, think about an ally. Like if you're a country or you're an army or you're a team, like allies mean it's people that you're linked with. There's a bond there. I like to think we, we, we have armies. We have armies. We have armies. We have armies. We got the Lindsay army. We got the Fed army. I like clans because I've got like a Scottish lineage. Okay. I'm from, uh, I'm from William Wallace's clan, actually. Ooh, ooh. It answers a lot of questions about my behavior. Um, That's why the, the kilt the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I wore a kilt. Apparently. I don't remember it. Actually, I did wear one at one time, but choosing your allies, uh, that's going to go back to production. Yeah. So I'm going to choose exactly. an ally based on, am I producing for them and are they producing for me and are we over delivering to each other? Exactly. And if we're not, then it's not going to be an ally. We might be acquaintances. I'm going to be friendly to you, but you're not an ally. And the reason is, is the second half of that commit. Mm -hmm. Will I go to battle for you? Will you go to battle for me? If I'm valuable to you, you will. If I'm not valuable to you, you're not going to. So you have to keep those things linked in. What are your thoughts, Matt? Yeah, so I 100% agree with you. You know, the whole ally, is, there's an exchange of value going on there. At some point, there is exchange. And I believe there's repeated exchanges. And again, this plays into not just one area of your life, but all areas. You should be aligning yourself with allies that are winning in all areas. Now, I know Jerry, him and his wife, Lexi, have an amazing marriage. They are aligned in that marriage. Also, their business. Myself and Alicia, my wife, respect that. And we that is why we're aligned with Jerry. He's got a great marriage. He's got a great um, business, several businesses. You know, and business he, eye. Business eye. Um, you know, his finances are in order. His uh, All this other stuff, physical fitness and stuff like that. So we want to align ourselves with people winning in multiple areas of life who's going to keep us accountable 
Yeah. Jerry's going to call me out once he starts seeing me get fat. If I start getting a gut, Jerry's going to be like, dude, what's, what's going gonna on? I was going to say something. <laughs> that, that was going to be a talk for later, though. That, that's going to be a later talk. So the ally thing is huge. Like Matt's saying, you have to look at other people's production. Mm-hmm. And then I do look at the over-delivered things. So I know people that they're fit, they're healthy, they're great. They don't do business with me. We don't have an exchange. We're not having value yet. So we're not yet allies. So that's part of it is how can we – if it's really an ally thing – how can I commit to that person? How can I actually add value and benefit to their life? And a lot of times that looks like if Matt sells real estate, I'm probably going to go do a deal, a deal with Matt. If I, if I can help with your investments, do deals with me. And that's going to create that over-deliver effect. Exactly. So our next step here at number eight, I love this one. Um, this is what your company is all about, Jerry. Working to your potential, not your quota. What does that mean to you? So, so I want to start with the quota thing. Okay. The quota, I think people um, understand that. The quota is whoever, whoever it is, the minimum expectation developed by that person. It could be yourself. It could be your parents. It could be your teachers. Somebody set a precedent in your life and said, this is what you should be like. And you looked at it and you either said, I agree with that. I'm going to work really, really hard to meet this standard. Or you looked at it and you said, yeah, but I can do this. Exactly. I don't care about this thing. I can do this. And, and this number right here, this number right here, it's made up. Made up. All of it's made up. Yep. So the potential thing, potential means power. It comes from the word potent. Again, when you align your whole life and you get that integrity and it's an ethics thing, you get then the potential. You access your personal power. Exactly. And, you know, what this goes back to is, you know, no one knows your potential but you, Right. So, and sometimes you don't even know your potential. Like we have so much power within us that the people that are given up, the people that have settled, the people that um, are just working to an imaginary number that was given to them by somebody else who doesn't know your potential, you've settled. Yeah. And that's what this is all about, the never settle code, right? So what you need to do is make yourself your own competition, And that's what we've done. That's what Jerry's done. You don't compare yourself to others. Compare yourself to yourself and reach for your potential, not what somebody told you that they think you may be capable of. And this one can get really deep. Like for me, it's to the point where I question everything. Mm -hmm. When I get information from somebody else, I question everything. Like religion. Someone says you need to believe this. Great. Where'd you get that from? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somebody says, hey, this is what it means to be a, a citizen of this country. Great. Where'd you get that from? And do I want to do just that or could I do this all the way up here? And maybe that means I do have to abandon this really sentimental belief that everyone else has because I'm going after this. I love that, man. Because we're all ingrained with all these thoughts, ideas, um, emotions, all these different things that are poured and pushed down on us as we were raised up. And when you really analyze, really look and dig into it, where did that come from, man? Nobody knows. Why do we celebrate this holiday? Why do we uh, have this tradition in the family why do we do the things we do and the common theme that i get a lot is well that's the way it's always been done which automatically means i'm not gonna do it if you know me that's automatically like yeah. all right cool have fun with that i'm gonna go make up my own exactly so you know question what that is and then make those decisions for yourself and that's where potential comes from now, the, the ninth one here, this is one of my favorites. Create a life that you do not need to escape from. I love it, man. I love it. There's no balance. There's no such thing as balance. I, I, alignment. I cringe every time someone tries to talk to me about, man, what are you, you're working too much. You're doing too much. What about that work-life balance? 
I've had that conversation. People would get up. You should slow down. Yeah. That I'm looking at that. I just put a danger sign on that person's yep. forehead. I'm staying away. Get okay. out of here. Get out of here. I have an get aligned out. life. And what happens is when you have an aligned life, you don't need balance. No, you don't. Everything's going the same direction. So create a life you don't need to escape from. That means like I took, I took a vacation. Guess what? I still call people. I still sent out emails. I still worked. I still managed my team because that's the life I've created. That's what I enjoy doing. That's what gets all of these areas of my life jacked up to perform and produce at the levels I want to because it's ethical and I know I'm capable of it. And I love that we, we have create in here because it is truly an intention thing. Put your intention into that and purposely live your life this way. It's the times when people let life happen to them, let outside environment control them, not controlling the environment, that they get into this place where they feel pressure from work, where they feel pressure from the gym, where they feel pressure from finances, because they don't have that control of their environment, of these dynamics, of these areas of life. And that is when they call for this work-life balance because they don't have control. Yeah, balance is the vocabulary of those that have given up responsibility of creating and they're in retreat. Yeah, exactly. So our last step here. So let's go just quickly go through these one more time before we hit number 10 here. So number one is do everything with the highest ethics um, and integrity possible. Number two is production is the only measurement. Okay, number three is control your environment. Number four is going to be take 100%, 100% responsibility all the time um, with everything. So number five is going to be a, be a professional. Number six is always over deliver. Number seven is choose your allies and con uh, commit to them. Number eight is going to be work to your potential, not your quota. Number nine, create a life. Uh, you don't need a vacation from. You don't need an escape from. Number 10. What is number 10, Jerry? Never settle. Okay. Never settle. That's what, what this is. What does never settle mean? Never settle means the debt is never paid. The job is never it, done. You're never good enough. You're never finished. You're never comfortable. You're always hungry. It is very much like a dissatisfaction thing. Mm -hmm. Call it crazy. I don't like who I am today because I want to be the guy I can be tomorrow. Exactly. Okay. So you have to have that mindset, which means that you're constantly not happy with what you've done. It doesn't mean that you're, you're going to invalidate like everything you're doing. It means that was great. I know I can do more. Yeah. You know, because I see people who do this um, from time to time to time, they get, they get a win in their life, whether that's a financial goal. Maybe that's, Hey, I want to hit a hundred thousand dollars a year. They hit that and then they, they get comfortable and give up. Yeah. Right. But Hey, go back to your potential thing. They settled because they stayed there. And it's an energy thing. So I believe that we're all energy. You, you, can, you can dispute that or whatever you want. There's tons of information about that. We've all got an energy going around with us. When you think of the law of energy, when energy stops, it has died. Okay, when electricity, when a current stops, the current is dead. Settling on yourself and your goals and your potential and your family, in my opinion, is a form of spiritual death. And it's actually like suicide, like, I got to 100K, I'm done. I'm good, the box is checked. You're not doing anything now. Yeah. What are you doing? That's when you get in trouble. So never settle means stay living, stay alive, always be creating the necessity, the problem that forces you to move up to the next level. And by doing the other nine codes, by applying those to your life, you're gonna ensure that you are never settling. 
By applying these, you're gonna set yourself up for success, for big wins in your life, building this big life and creating. That's the big thing here is that you are creating. Creating. And constantly creating because you're never going to rest on your laurels. You're never gonna worry about yesterday's wins. You're gonna, like Jerry said, acknowledge them, always acknowledge them, but don't rest on them. So what I wanna have this video do for us, and we're gonna do this every single Saturday. Every Saturday. Matt and I, dude, we feel lonely sometimes. Like it's like no one, no, we don't, we don't know a lot of people that are doing this. So if you identify with the code that we just dropped, tell us who you are and get in communication with us. We want to start exchanging with you, working with you, and doing this code together. Because when we're all in agreement on these ten things, and we all get together and build that team, like Matt says, it's it's an army. It's an army. It's a it's an entire ecosystem that is built out. And we're going to take over the world, man. Take over the world. So thank you for watching. We're going to be back. When is our, our next one, Matt? It's going to be every Saturday um, at 8.30 Alaska time. So Saturday mornings, 8.30 Alaska time. You know, there's so much other crap, cartoons, shows, things that people do sleeping in. But we are here early, 8.30 a.m. after we already have a meeting. Yeah. So we are coming to you to bring you this positive message, to bring you this code and to challenge you. So never settle on your life. Never settle on your potential. Keep creating. We'll see you next Saturday. It's been the Never Settle Code.